and welcome to Channel F, Fanbyte's video game podcast. I'm Merritt Kay, and why do we never get an answer when we're knocking at the door with a thousand million questions about hate and death and war and video games? Because this is a all questions episode of Channel F. We're recording this from the past. We're sending it into the future for you. Uh, and we are just doing an oops, all questions episode. And uh, joining me as always on this show is Fanbyte's managing editor, Stephen Strom. Hello. Uh, also here is Fanbyte brand manager plus brand ed- editor, brand manager. Mm. No one's quite sure. <laughs> no one's quite sure. Nikki I think editor. I think editor. Hello. Uh, and last but certainly not least is Fanbyte editor-in-chief, Danielle Riendo. You got questions, I got answers. And uh, got I answers. have a question. Did anyone mm-hmm. know what the fuck I was talking about 30 seconds ago? No. I haven't known. Steven said this last week or yeah. whenever the episode we just recorded went out. I haven't known anything you've said at the first five minutes of okay. one of these shows <laughs> since we rebranded. Okay. Um, well, hmm. see, what I did was I looked up songs that have question in the title, mm. and I found one by the Moody Blues, and apparently it's very... Who? Yeah, exactly. Um, well, what about... Is that the Beatles? Do you know Camilla Cabello? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. She has, she has a, a song called I Have Questions. So right. I could have. So I have got questions. I got questions haunting mm-hmm. me. I have questions for you. I have questions for you. I have questions. I have questions for you. Um, so that's <laughs> yeah. sort of for the Gen Z audience. Um, yeah. Thank you. It's more relatable. Trying to be more relatable. That's my graduation song. <laughs> really? That's great. No. That's good. Um, kind of a weird song to pick for that. But um, <laughs> yeah. my graduation song was the graduation song. As we go on. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember that video, Danielle and Steven, where the man was very upset about Pachelbel's Canon? Yeah. Classic early YouTube. No. Danielle does. Okay. Extremely remember Hey, let's get out of this death spiral that I'm in and answer some questions. What's wrong with it? Answer some questions from our Discord. If you want to ask us a question for a future episode, because we answer questions on every episode, but this one is just questions. You can do that on the Fanbyte Discord. Go to fanbyte.casa. Join the Fanbyte Discord. It's a fun place to hang out. And... It's a place where a kid can be a kid, except don't, um, except not really. Don't, don't, yeah, don't. Probably, I it's guess. actually not really a place where a kid can be a kid. It, that was Toys R Us. Toys R Us doesn't exist anymore. There is no longer a place where a kid can be a kid. Sorry, Wait. that's the world we're living in. Minors don't follow this account. Minors do, do not interact. <laughs> DNI. Uh, DNI. I got that, <laughs> that art, that 18, no one 18. Yeah, that's how you know it's legal. No one who is allowed yeah. to be, no one who is 18 is allowed to listen to this. Um yes. So we got a bunch of questions. I don't know if we'll get to all of them, but uh, if not, we can always push them back to you next week. Let's open up with this one from Grace, who asks, what is your personal favorite video game slash drink slash snack pairing? Every time I boot up Mass Effect, I crave baked cheddar and sour cream ruffles. Oh, that's a nice flavor profile for your Mass Effect. Yeah. Garrus, you got to get that crunch in, that okay. like cheesy crunch. Mm-hmm. Now, nice. how does that relate to Garrus? Yeah, what's the link? Because he has like a crunchy face. You know, he has like I a know. beak. Wow. So okay. he I don't think things. you can say that about people. Wait. <laughs> anymore. Like, yeah, we've moved past this, odd. Danielle. Oh, no. I thought he, because he has a beak. Because like, no, you know. No, you can't just no? say that about people anymore, oh, no. Danielle. Oh, no. I'm so sorry. I'm, gonna, I'm very sorry, but I'm going to have to cancel you. Damn. Danielle's canceled. But Danielle, while you're canceled and playing video games uh, at home, what, what are you going to be snacking on? All right. I just This is like a recent one. It's a modern one, but I have this kind of like grain-free granola that's like a coconut and a crystallized what? ginger. Okay. And it has like pumpkin seeds and like really yummy, like, you know, like dried coconut and like it's crunchy and it's sweet and it has that little bit of spiciness from the ginger. No. And I eat that, and I play Cozy Grove, and it makes me really that's happy. Bird, that's bird feet. I have a question, though. Oh, what is the def- what's the legal definition of granola? Because I was always sort of under the impression that granola had to include some kind of grain. Oh, it just means, like, it's lower carb. Like, it's... it's sure, no- but at that point, is it not, like, a trail mix? 
I suppose you could. Yeah. I mean, there's some kind of granola on the label. I I wonder, though, if there's like some kind of granola's lobby that they're like, you can't call it grain free granola. It's not granola. Just like, you know, people who get really upset about calling things soy milk and stuff because they're like, right. It's not milk. Yeah. I don't entirely understand people like that. I'm not going to lie. But yeah. Uh, No, they are. Yeah, no. I don't really understand. The only reason that anyone is like that is because they are in the dairy pocket, uh, in the pocket of the dairy industry, and they're like, we have to defend the word milk. Um, Now, I've Googled. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm exiting this conversation with more questions than I had coming in. I looked up granola so I could get the federal definition of Mm -hmm. granola, which was invented by a guy, the first person to ever think of granola, Dr. Caleb Jackson. Oh, Um, good. I kind of wish his name was Caleb Granola. Caleb Granola would be way better. Um, Granola is a breakfast food and snack food consisting of rolled oats, nuts, honey, and other sweeteners. Now, the definition for trail mix... Or Scroggin. Sorry. Scroggin? Scroggin. S-C-R-O-G-G-I-N. Scroggin. Trail mix or Scroggin is a type of snack mix. You can't use the word in the definition for the word, but okay. Uh, Typically a combination of granola, dried fruits, nuts, and sometimes candy. That's the same thing. Yeah, I, yeah. There's a lot of things that go on with with semantics that I, again, will never understand. But, uh, yeah, the stuff that I eat tends to be like a lot of nuts and seeds and yummy things like a little bit of dried fruit. And it just doesn't have a lot of carbohydrate heavy. Sure. Yeah. Low carb. Okay. well, it's yummy. It's really yummy. let's move on from the the legal and ethical (laughs) quagmire of what constitutes granola. Um, Nikki, you've just written the word flips yeah here. um flips. flips flips are my favorite thing to eat What's a when flip? i'm playing halo with my friend christian flips are um they're fudge covered pretzels it's like chocolate covered pretzels oh, okay. i like i like the white chocolate ones um Ooh. those are good the best they're really good they uh melt real fast um so I have to like keep a wet paper towel near me so I don't get chocolate leavings on my controller. Yeah, you eating a lot of those right now when it's 125 degrees out in California. Yeah, yeah, I'll pass away. Uh, my skin would become one with the chocolate mm-hmm. and it would all slop off. Um, but yeah, those are those are pretty good. I love those little guys. They're so expensive though. Mm. So you only get like and they say there's like four or five servings in there, which is bullshit. Like, it's one serving per bag. That's why they give you one bag. Well, they're hand-dipped, aren't they? They're hand-dipped, so someone has to hand-dip it in. Yeah, Yeah, by a computer. Computer with hands. If it was supposed to be... Right. Exactly. If it was was supposed to be five servings, they'd put it in five bags, wouldn't they? You would think so. That's what I'm saying about all food all the time. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, flips. Flips. Uh, Steven, you got anything? Yeah, I have something really incriminating to say, um, (laughs) which I haven't done in a long time because I've been off of non-diet. I've been off of soda period for a while, but non, even longer for, for sugared soda, I guess is what you would call it, what the kids say. And (laughs) I, but I used to sit in front of like, I played a lot of MMOs and like a real fun activity that I used to do while playing Eve Online or Guild Wars or whatever Wildstar, you know, all the most popular ones. Mm, Wildstar, yeah. RuneScape, RuneScape, um, Auto Maple Assault, Story, yeah, the big ones, <clears throat> the Triumvirate. I used to uh, get a tall glass of Mellow Yellow, the the soda, the, okay. the, 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 uh-huh. the sour, the sour sort of uh, pop, and dip uh, Cheez-Its into it. What? And then kind of eat those when they were not wet enough to turn soggy, what? but just like, but like still crunchy. Can you dip it in real quick? Like, like not like holding it in like a cookie and milk, 
And then you would what? crunch it, so you'd get the crunch and then the sweet yeah, and then the savory. Be, that would be fucking crazy if you were going to Yeah, no, that would be deranged. You don't want cheese it mush. You want crunchy cheese that's covered what? in soda. You want, you want it to be cereal-like. Yeah, I want a cereal-like experience, but you can't just do that because they don't make Cheez-Its that last inside of liquid for some reason. Wow! And, I uh, didn't think, Steven, you could make this work. You know, you know those, you know those those yogurt things that have flips. Like you flip them over, and it's got yeah. like two. It's two pouches. Mm-hmm. One of them's the yogurt, and the other one's the mix. Oh. I think one of them should just be a. It, one of them, one side should be Cheez Its, and the other side should just be a shot of Mellow Yellow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then you can just dip that over. Oh my I god! Mean, the Doritos, the Doritos company can heard. run with this. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think Steven's on to okay. something here because if we get the Doritos folks to run with this, god. right? That means we can put Doritos on one side and then Mountain Dew in the shot cup on the other side. Okay. okay. What about this? You know, like oh candy god. buttons. How like there's like candy yes. that you stick to like wax paper. Yes. 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 Sure. What if you did that and it was a piece of wax paper that you would unroll around a thing and the, uh, like the wax paper just had Cheez-Its affixed to it and then. Like that like was wrapped tabs of acid. like tabs of acid, and that was wrapped around yeah. a little spray bottle of Mellow Yellow that you could then spritz what over the Cheez Its, oh. so that you could I spread think, it evenly. What if you and just made Cheez-Its that were infused with Mellow Yellow flavor? Mellow Yellow, okay. oh my like gushers, think but for Cheez Its, okay, yeah. so, okay, that's, that's horrible. That's I think we would have to get closer to that because I think. Merit, that's a very good idea. But if we do that, we lose the wet. You do lose the wet. I want the wet of the mellow yellow. You still want it to be wet. I want it to be wet and crunchy and salty and sweet. So here's what I propose. Here's what I propose. Uh, Sure. Kind of a Dunkaroos situation, Mm -hmm. but with Cheez Its Mm -hmm. and then with like a thicker mellow yellow formulation (laughs) that you dunk it into. Like a mellow yellow syrup, yeah. Or like a gelatin. Yellow, yellow, I have to. I I can't. Jello, yellow. I cannot. Okay. Jello. Well, jello yellow. Um, I thought what I was gonna say was pretty deranged, <laughs> but um, it, it seems normal compared to this. Honestly, um, I do want to try this now. I will say that. But the other day, I um, so I had a. a this isn't like my all time fave or anything, but it was just like sort of a life hack that I uh, came up with. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, that I am not the first person to invent, but. I had a bag of those uh, Paki, like, fancy Doritos, which I actually really oh. like now. Mm-hmm. They're like the Dorito. They're made in Texas. Um, they're basically like, yeah, like Doritos, but like better flavors and like made better. Um, yeah, Doritos 2. Doritos 2, the sequel. Um, two Doritos. And I was like, oh, I would love to eat some Doritos or I would love to eat some Paki uh, flavored corn chips and uh, play, play a video game. But I don't want to get the stuff all over my keyboard. So I, I looked in our cutlery drawer and I found uh, a set of chopsticks and I was like, now here's, here's how we do it. We're going to eat, reach into the bag with the chopsticks, pull out a chip, put it into my mouth with the chopsticks. And, um, I would Oscar have looked, Isaac, that shit. I would have looked like a crazy person to anyone <laughs> who saw me because it is just the, yeah. I mean, it, it worked. Listen, folks, yeah. it worked. Um, and I would do it again. I'm not ashamed to say it. I would do it again. Uh, do we want to do another question? Yeah. You want to yeah. get out of this quagmire? We should move on. Um, Stephen really brought that to a, a that very was incredible. Level. Thank you. And I just want to say thank you, Stephen. Yeah, no that that is you thank know you that's how so innovation happens. You know, people are it's always true. scared of new things, but then in like five years, everyone's going to be eating that, and yeah, yeah, we'll just sure. be like, oh, I love the this new way. thing that I invented. Yeah. I have no secrets because I have nothing to lose. Mm, mm, that's good. <laughs> um, Bivol asks, what is your favorite mode of transportation in a video game? Mm. That's a good one. Because there are a lot. Nikki, so do you have a Halo um, answer? No, because most locomotion in Halo feels bad. <laughs> um... <laughs> Like 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 the the act of locomoting in Halo is is not one of my my favorite parts about it. However, in Crackdown Two, you got uh, once you fully leveled up, your agility 
you got a glide suit mm. and they let you like if you you could just jump really high and then press Y at any time and you would just like do a glider situation. Yeah. yeah. And that felt really good. Um because you could like cheese it to get really, really far, like go really far distances yeah. pretty quickly. Um and that felt nice. Kind of on a similar note, um in um in the Incredible Hulk game for the Xbox and then in the um the prototype games i mean oh you're talking ultimate destruction ultimate destruction i never played the second prototype i heard it was really bad um but in those games you don't fly or anything but you do have this jump move where you hold the button down and the longer you're holding it and then you let go and you just like launch yourself into the air and when you're when it's fully upgraded you can just jump over buildings and stuff and to me that is so much more fun than most flying mechanics in games because like Mm -hmm. most flying mechanics just feel like you turn snow clip off and like yeah or on, I should say, and you're just like moving through a space with no like sense of resistance or anything. Um, So like, that's why I love like, you know, Spider-Man 2, the swinging Mm -hmm. um, and like the jumping in these open world games. I think the Saints Row games did a pretty good job of this too when you get superpowers and you're running around like that is also very cool. That's my answer in here. I'm the only person in the world who liked Saints Row 4 more than (laughs) 3. But it's for that reason. You were basically a superhero. Like, it was really good. It was like the most fun parts of three. And they just yeah. were like, what if we made a whole game out of that part where you drank the juice and it gave you superpowers? Yeah. It's, it's what if we also let you fuck the orb? In your what if we let you fuck the orb yeah. and then the whole thing was narrated by um, Emily Dickinson? Uh, right? No, I think it was Jane Austen. Oh, it was Jane Austen. Well, I was also going to say Emily Dickinson, but I had to think about it. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just like, it's where my brain went. Yeah. Steven, do you have one? I mean, I think if we were constructing a list here, like you talking about the resistance of movement, I think that puts the like Insomniac um, Spider-Man games like pretty mm-hmm. high on that list. But yeah. I think for me personally, it's got to be like a good mechs, like the the weight of moving around in a good mech, uh, which like in Subnautica, you get a mech that has a grappling hook that lets you swing. So it's the best of both worlds. Ooh, oh, loves it. Also, any game control. that lets you run on a wall. Oh yeah, wall, Just running. Like, wall running's good. Yeah, a Prince of Persia: Sands of Time was fucking that. I mean, if you would ask me that that exact year when that game came out, like that with a bullet, the wall running in that game is so good. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I just want to shout out Control as well. The flying in Control feels really good. Yeah, it's Loading. always you, you know you never have like in infinite game? timing, but what yeah, a shield? Good. Yeah, there is a shield. <laughs> it's like never useful. Um, I used it. Well, I didn't get I didn't get it until after. <laughs> right. That's the more common thing. It I might be time for me yeah. to replay control, folks, um, because I've been talking about that game a lot lately and forgot how good it is. Yeah. Well, you need yeah. to hone yeah. those skills. Yeah. Yeah. For the multiplayer, for the, for the, for the hardcore multiplayer, multiplayer uh, progression based shooter mode. That's going to be Finally. terrible. Um, Yearn, you emperor, Yearn. You emperor, you're you're a new emperor. Thank you. Uh, oh my yes. god, I feel like I'm playing a new fucking game show, and I'm like, you're a new emperor. Okay, your new emperor asks, "What are your favorite loading screens?" I just played Super Liminal, and those loading screens were a treat. I also enjoyed running amazing. around in the Animus in Assassin's Creed. Uh, Super Liminal is fucking amazing. So I just say that again. So I have an answer, but it's not necessarily just my favorite, but it's the most relieved I've ever been about a loading screen. So when Bloodborne first came out, it had horrible, 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 horrible loading times. Mm -hmm. And all that it was, was just like the Bloodborne logo. So you'd die. Yeah. And then you would sit there for 75 fucking seconds and it would just be the fucking Bloodborne logo. And then you would have to load in and load in and load in like three times to get wherever you needed to go. So when they, the first patch, I'm almost positive. It was like the very first patch Mm -hmm. that they did uh, only a couple of months after launch. They like halved the loading times and then they put in those little lore screens, like the little bits of lore about like weapons or items or things like that. So you would at least have something to look at and think about instead of just your own failure in life. So that's a relief. uh, Now, does Namco still have a trademark on this concept? No, No, it lapsed. It lapsed. Okay. Because for a long time, they, they owned the concept of having a mini game on a loading screen, right? 
Right. Yeah. That's why all the like Dragon Ball Budokai games during the load screen, yes. you could make Mass Roshi spin around in a turtle shell. So I was actually going to mention a Dragon Ball game because it's the only one I can think of right now. Um, in Dragon Ball something, something too. Budokaiichi. Uh, in, in, it was the one that was a launch title for the Wii. Uh, in that game, the loading screen is Yamcha doing his spirit ball move where he's like holding his hand up and then he can like move that orb around to hit people. Um, and basically it would just like throw up a bunch of like targets around the screen and you would just move the stick to like make him move the orb to destroy them. Totally pointless, um, (laughs) but memorable and kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah, In Ridge Racer, they just let you play Galaga. That's very good. good. That's fine. And at the time for me, like one of the games that I played the most on the PlayStation one was Namco Museum, mm. where there's like three Galagas in there. And I was like, fuck yeah, Galaga. And then I got Ridge Racer and not knowing that they put Galaga in it. I was like, you idiots, you gave me two full games. This <laughs> <laughs> is Galaga in here. And Ridge Racer. Oh, Ridge Racer. Um, I think uh, this is recency bias for sure, because I actually don't think these are that good like overall, but... The loading screens in Bethesda games will just be like, here's mm-hmm. a model, like mm-hmm. here's like a, a model mm-hmm. of a sword or a Meyer lurk or whatever. Uh, and one of the funniest things for me recently, as as I've been just like absolutely sweatily uh, <laughs> installing new different kinds of mods ruining Todd's hard work just like completely (laughs) destroying the intended experience across all of Bethesda's Milo um (laughs) modders also get to add their own loading screen so there will be like it or it just pulls from Mm. their own descriptions of of items or something like that so sometimes you'll be like oh here's a Myrlurk queen she's like one of the here's you know one of the most dangerous creatures in the whole universe, uh, et cetera, and so on. Here's a lore thing that's definitely made by official Bethesda writers and follows a very specific style guide. And then you'll get something that was clearly written by Jimmy Bob 92 X on <laughs> nexusmods.com. And it's just full of typos and horse shit. And it's got like, here's my cool monster, the XO Hellfire <laughs> Zeta the strongest bug. vampire demon in the world. And it can strongest. fight a hundred Gokus. It's got an indestructible force field, and Superman can't kill it, and it's immune to kryptonite, too, just for good measure. No punctuation, no different sentences in that entire thing. No line breaks. It's very funny. As God intended. Yeah, absolutely incredible. Uh, Okay, let's uh, let's do another one. Um, Boots asks, what is your proudest in-game achievement slash trophy so the mic the fine folks over at microsoft um did a thing where they just looked at sony and they said (laughs) well we're taking that and they tell you now how many what percentage of people have unlocked achievements but i'm now realizing in preparing for this episode i went back and i was like oh, like there are some xbox 360 achievements they also give you the percentages for those Mm. which is wild that they're they're still holding those stats um but i have how many achievements <laughs> okay this is <laughs> okay 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 two things one how many achievements do you think halo the master chief collection has i feel like we've talked about this on the show before something like 300 right. yeah 504 it is 500, Jesus. no, it's 700, Jesus. 700 oh my God. Uh, achievements. Um, the Xbox app displays that currently as 200. So I currently have 310 out of 200 achievements in the Master Chief collections. <laughs> wow. But most of the achievements in this game have been completed by... There are like two tiers of achievement now. Once they like added the ability to have visibility on like what percentage of people, there's regular ass achievements that like have the regular ass student right. like achievement noise. And then there are diamond Diamonds. achievements that are for rare ones where it's like a, a very robust three dimensional sound um, it's that like, comes up on screen. It's like yeah. you booted up a PlayStation 2. Yeah, it's uh, it's wild. It's like it's always a surprise. You're like, oh, fuck yeah, I did a cool, an actually cool thing. Um, but every achievement in Halo, the Master Chief Collection, because there are 700 of them, um, and 
it's statistically speaking, that's like a wild number of achievements. Almost all of them are like 0.43% of the people who have played uh, Halo 2 in the Master Chief Collection have gotten all of the skulls. Wow. Well, to to get all the skulls, you need to be like sick unbelievably sick sick. in the head yeah yeah like like a bad person kind of just like having like sort of a sort of a very negative personality and totally being like just kind of hopelessly addicted to to bad kind of things um totally but absolutely but those listen those 20 gamer score that only 0.41 percent of gamers uh have unlocked to get all of all eight of the toys in halo 2 I can spend that at the Ralph's and they give me chocolate bars and stuff. I just have to show the achievement. No. No, that's worth nothing. I thought maybe they, I thought maybe Ralph's was tied into the whole like Xbox rewards program. No. Please let me spend my gamer score. Yeah, it's, you should be able to turn it in for, you know, free ice cream. Um, You should be able to, you should be able to spend your gamer score, but your real, your actual gamer n- score number goes down. That was yeah, what exactly, I was going to say. Exactly. If you could cash out your gamer score at a dollar a, a point, how much money would you have? Oh, wow. a lot of money. I I would do it. <laughs> do you know your gamer score, Stephen? Uh, it's at least in the tens of thousands. Damn! Wow, Stephen's rich. We have a. Real I'd have gamer sixty-seven thousand nine hundred and ninety-seven dollars. Wow. Uh-huh. Um. So I'm thinking about mine, and there's like a few different. I don't like think about this stuff that much. I'm not like an achievement hunter or anything. Um, there are a few games where, like, if I see that I only have like one achievement or something left on Steam, then I'll be like, yeah, okay. Um, unless it's really, you know, onerous. Um, I did 100% Hades by achievements, yeah. which was pretty fun, and like. That's pretty cool because it did get pretty tricky by the end there. Um, and then there's a bunch of Destiny stuff, too, that I have. Um, like, uh, there's a, things called Triumphs in Destiny, mm. and then which are basically achievements. But then mm-hmm. there are Seals, which you get for, like, completing a set of related Triumphs. And, um, like, let me actually just look up. I want to see how many people... Uh, Cause you can look up on destiny on like destiny APIs and stuff, like how many people have different, um, mm-hmm. different seals and stuff. Right. So I want to look up cause, um, I have one that was from the shadow keep expansion where it was like all the moon stuff. And, um, Oh, where the wizard came, from. Where, the, where the wizard came from. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. So 8% of players have gotten this seal and like the hardest thing you have to do for it is basically complete the pit of heresy dungeon on your own. Um, which is also sick, disgusting. Um, and it took me probably like a half a dozen tries, um, because what would happen is I would just get to the final boss and then be like, I don't want to try this anymore. And it's not like you can stop and then come back later. If you exit the dungeon, it wipes your, like you can't, it doesn't count for the achievement. Um, so you have to do it in one sitting and it's like probably like an hour and a half if you're playing really carefully or maybe two hours. Um, so yeah, like there's a few seals in Destiny where I'm like, like all right, I feel pretty good about this. <laughs> I think I was on a Discord call with you when you got that last one. That oh you yeah, possibly. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I remember we, uh, we being like, I think like me and Jordan. I remember us trying to like help you get that stupid drop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I have a few that like you can't get anymore too, which is kind of nice. Um, and those are all like around like 10% of people have them, which is like, yeah, I get to show off my useless seal that I have. Um, like I did the lore one as well, which basically was not hard. It just required you to do something every fucking week um, over and over and over again. Yeah. So, Well, at least you can wow. cash that in for uh, free flips at Ralph's. <laughs> I can cash that in for free yeah. flips at Ralph's. <laughs> if I just show my bat, like I have the, because Bungie also lets you buy the, lets you in their in their infinite uh grace lets you buy a metal seal if you you know get the seal in the game so i have two of them for like each of the the summer games like the moments of triumph ones and if i show those if i flash those 
Um, yeah. I get a free kid soft drink. Um, oh, at, that would be incredible. At any Burger like, King. Wow. If, would you feel better about paying $70 or whatever if for a calendar year afterwards it did give you a free child's drink at the Burger King? I mean, I don't really drink soda, so... But you could. But I could. I could start drinking. Like, it would be free soda. That's true, and soda is notoriously very expensive, which is why I designed that entire suit (laughs) where you pour it into the cup and it actually goes through a tube (laughs) into your backpack. (laughs) Wow. Uh, You've seen that, right? Oh, wow. You've all seen that, right? No. No, someone someone invented this thing online that was like, uh, a, a cuff with a tube coming out of the bottom that goes into his yeah. sleeve and then goes into like canisters in his backpack. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good free soda from the Seven Eleven. I don't know, just like yeah. uh, just pull the off the greatest grit. heist. Yeah, um, you got to just be for proud. the the you know for the love of the game. It's not because it's not like right. the worth of the target. It's just to prove you can. Right, like the enigmatic Gale from Thunderbolt Fantasy. He doesn't steal Mm -hmm. things that are of value. He steals emotions and, like, people's pride. Yeah, exactly. Um, (laughs) Steven, do you have have one of these? Or Danielle? Uh, Go ahead, Steven. um, I did a lot of dark work on Dota (laughs) 2 battle passes that I'm not proud of. Uh, I don't know if I have a specific one that I uh, think to, but it does make me think about like the closest thing I can think of to an achievement, which is not an achievement at all, but uh, it's the closest thing I can think of. That's something that I'm like holding my heart as this so completely meaningless thing that was like, Haha, I got one, which is uh, at the international for Dota, um, the like ch- uh, world championships that they do for that. You would uh, be able to buy these um, like plushies and stuff, like plushies and enderoids and other things. Uh, and all of those things would come with download codes for uh, like basically a loot box in Dota that would have a cosmetic. Um, and then all of those things, so those things would be like, oh, this is a common, uncommon, rare. And then mm. all of the rares would then also have like a gold variant that was exactly the same, except it looked like it had been dipped in gold, like a flip. Um, I'm just going to keep oh, coming like back flip. to flips. Yeah. Um, and it looked like it had been dipped in gold, but because everything in the Dota store is on, is part of like Valve's ecosystem, it also means that they are worth real money because of the Steam marketplace. And that thing was worth like $300 or something like that. Like some, or $600, I think originally, I think the price has gone down and I think I still have it to this day. Um, in my Steam uh, marketplace. But, it, you know, I can't cash that out for real money. I have to get it for Steam store credit or whatever. But my Golden Doomling, still <laughs> still holding on to that one uh, that I got as part of the whole uh, Dota International thing. And then you can exchange it for fries. And I can exchange it for fries every time I go to Dairy Queen, yeah. Cool. Whoa. I have two. I have I have baby Danielle one, and I have a, a more recent one. And the baby Danielle one, of course, is uh, wasn't actually a baby. I was fourteen, but I got every star in Super Mario sixty four, and nice. I got to meet Yoshi on the top of the castle, and that was very exciting. And then the more recent one, of course, is getting every achievement in into the breach multiple times, and then creating <laughs> entire scenarios for myself where I did my own like challenge runs in you know daily. Daniel, didn't you also get every single Korok seed in Breath of the Wild? No, I actually didn't do that. I got all the memories and I got all of the whatever else. Like, I got all the normal things, but I did not get every Korok seed. No, I can't. I can't take credit for that level. I did not get the golden shit. <laughs> God, yeah. Um, I, Yeah, I never got all 120 stars. I just wasn't a good enough gamer when I was a kid. Yeah. I've never revisited it um, with the intention. I don't know anybody who's gotten 100% in that game. Well, Danielle, I know yeah, you, you just do? said that you did it. No, I know you just said <laughs> that, but like, I don't think it's true. <laughs> but you don't feel like you know Danielle anymore. So you technically no, don't know anybody. No, mm. it's not that. I just like, I'm not, I don't even know where you would start to get stars like 80 through mm. 120. So like, <laughs> I'm not convinced that they're real. Yeah. It's entirely like possible I, that like, I'm just going to be straight up honest. It is possible 
that like while my friends and I, my friends and I in like eighth grade, this is like the age I was when these games were coming out, would like sit around and play Nintendo 64 games. And it is possible that unbeknownst to me, one of them got a couple of those stars. But I did oh, get that no. 120 I, star and I believe I believe that you that you got all of them. But okay. this is one of the situations where I didn't know that like that clock level in that game existed until like <laughs> six years ago. Wow! TikTok clock? Because like yeah, like I had no idea what the, the fuck that was until in the six game? years ago. Because like Fucking I bought that game level? on the virtual console yeah. and then was like, this shit seems hard. Also not as good as Galaxy. Mm. So <laughs> then I put it down and then I found out about the clock level. Isn't there also one where like the higher you jump in the painting, the higher the water is? Found yep. out about that one recently too. Oh, wow. Yeah, there's, wow. A, there's, a, bunch, there's a whole bunch of paintings in that game that you jump into them. And uh, you go to different levels. It's pretty cool. What? You can jump into the painting? Yeah. No, it's not just running around Peach's Castle. A lot of people think that. Um, But you can actually explore the rest of it. What do you... Have you tried looking up in the lobby? You look up in the sun and then you go fly. Yeah, it's fucking Um, wild. It's amazing. Well, speaking of long-running series, uh, Del Focus asks, what long-running series has done the most interesting job of staying modern? Hmm. Pokemon, obviously. Obviously, Pokemon have made so many <laughs> changes to the formula. Yeah. They've taken so many criticisms in, uh, to Every heart. Time it's They're so new. good at balancing the type matchups and everything. Mm-hmm. And it's just a really great product, and we love it. Yeah. What's yeah. a real answer? Also, I would say Call of Duty. Okay. Do um, we have any real answers? Kind of a- <laughs> it's Zelda. Zelda? It's Zelda. Yeah. I mean... It was not Zelda until Breath of the Wild, but now it's Zelda. I that game is really good. I mean, it's it's genuinely interesting and does a lot of really cool things really well and people are like pooping themselves for the sequel. So, I think Zelda actually does a good job reinventing at least portions of its formula. I mean, they yes. did end good job of reinventing themselves. Like a good for- job, right? Yeah. yeah. But before that, they were actually kind of notorious for never doing that. <laughs> I just I like don't know all the Zelda games true. are too similar. I don't actually think yeah. that's true, though. I I, uh, I take umbrage. I take umbrage with that. I did put a train in there once. You're right. They, uh, you know, they did a pretty good job translating from 2D to 3D, and Majora's Mask is actually a pretty weird and interesting game. That's true. Yeah, but those those aren't modern games. Well, listen. At the time. I'm 37 years old, okay? <laughs> 37 years of age, basically, which, you know, in 2021 years means I'm 400,000 years old, okay? Mm. So this is all modern. It's all mm. recent. That explains why you were in that Ace Attorney game I was playing. A little yeah, bit I told you. <laughs> That's like when I was a younger reference. lawyer 100 years ago. Yeah, I have a hard time answering this question because when I think about like long-running series, typically they're not shaking things up. Like it, it's very hard for a series to like to try something new and stick the landing like in ways i think mario is a good example um like there are a bunch of nintendo properties that are good examples and a bunch that aren't good examples um yeah but like yeah i don't know like um i think like metroid did a really good job of moving to 3d and doing first person stuff yeah um but it's not like they've done anything since then really um do you have anything you know, the Shin Megami Tensei games, mm. um, again, maybe this is recency bias because I was just talking about this on another podcast, but um, they do a really, I've always said this about this franchise, is that they actually do like a really, really good job of not throwing the baby out with the bathwater in terms of mechanics, and they always just iterate on, like, at least since Shin Megami Tensei 3, when they introduced the press turn system, they've always built on those things in the past, and during an era where it was like kind of like the 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 real wasteland of JRPGs during the, like the 360 era where yeah. there's just like barely anything interesting coming out and they put out like Persona 4 Golden and then obviously Persona 5 later and stuff like that and i think one of the reasons that they did so well is because they kind of stuck to their guns on a lot of that stuff whereas other Japanese developers were sort of just like, well, fuck, Gears of War is really mm. popular. We got to figure out how to make a third person shooter. So we'll put out Never Dead and shit like that. Um, 
And I, yeah, I think the press turn system has evolved really well over time. I, I do think that they are really, especially Persona, behind the times in terms of like cultural stuff and like sexual identity and things like that. Um, and they need to improve on that pretty drastically at this point. Um, hopefully they will. Uh, but yeah, this, like you said, this is a fairly tough one, especially since like speaking of like the 360 era, I feel like recently in the last like two generations of console hardware, there was always the thing of like when you went from PlayStation one to PlayStation two and then PlayStation two to PlayStation three, it was always new franchises coming out on those ones. And it's like, all right, console generation is a clean break. Mm -hmm. And then they did not make that break. So we're on the coming to PlayStation five and they're still making like the last of us part three and fucking Mm -hmm. gears of war six and halo 11 and all of that stuff now. So like, yeah, a lot of stuff is that was new and interesting at the time is now actually re- even more so falling into the trap of just not being particularly modernized. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Nikki, do you have anything? Um, I think, I think this is just like, like the nature of these kinds of games. But I feel like every racing game feels the same as it did when it came out. Mm. Which is like a good thing and also a bad thing. So like, I think that we will be, the reason we will be able to play Mario Kart 8 Deluxe until the sun explodes, (laughs) right? We'll still continue to feel good because Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is the best feeling Mario Kart they've made and it will probably forever be the best feeling one they've made. And I think that like, uh, like the Forza Horizon games are all like that too. You could go back to that first one for the Xbox 360 and have an incredible time with it even still. And I think that they've only gotten better as as time has gone on. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like racing games are like kind of unique in that sense where it's like as long as the core mechanics are good initially, it can pretty much stand on its own moving forward like split second and what was that other one called uh fuck what was the one that started with a b it's not brink what was it called burnout no fuck it was split second blur it was blur um yeah like those games like nobody played them but like if if they put them on sale right now, they would do I think pretty well without major changes. Right. Um I mean they're just kind of like fun cart racers. They did remaster um, Burnout Paradise not too long ago. And that game they is did. fucking good. Game is pretty good. I actually have another one to throw on this pile as I was just like glancing at my Steam library to see if I could anything anything jumped out at me. And I actually think this is perfect. Like the perfect example is Mortal Kombat. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Like, in terms of, like, adapting the mechanics of early Mortal Kombat games to, like, a a more modern audience and also leading the way in terms of storytelling in a fighting game and also being in conversation with old Mortal Kombat lore while also doing Mm. something new and, like, introducing new characters like the Combat Kids and all the time travel stuff and making that stuff feel like it has stakes, but at the same time, like, being really funny and goofy with it and escalating the fatalities in ways that doesn't quite feel like it goes over the line in the way that, like, feels edgelordy like a postal or hatred or something like that, and it feels like it's still fun and funny and, like, goofy violence, like, actually Actually, I think Mortal Kombat is damn near perfect example of a franchise that has like aged gracefully. They've also done a really good job of like becoming a legitimate fighting game because like the first few Mortal Kombat games were like fun, but I feel like they were never quite at the level of like technical polish that a Street Fighter was. Like they were mm-hmm. they were fun games, but like the the depth wasn't necessarily there. Um and in more recent ones, it's like they're like, you know, respected fighting games sort of independent of the um like the gore and everything right yeah um and and netherrealm always puts like a lot of money and attention into the fgc they always support like at least at least in these most recent like three games they've they've supported the hell out of a lot of tournaments and stuff like that and sponsored a lot of a lot of different things and part of that is to try and get that cred but also you know it, it is them pumping that money into a scene that can use it and um yeah, making 
making kind of uh, an impact there in a way that also feels like good. Uh, totally. Also really good tutorials, especially in that last one. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I got those good toots. Um, yeah. <laughs> do we want to do one more? Yeah. Two more? I can do sure. one more. Uh, well, we've got two more on the list, but... You, do you know what? Let's just power through them. Funk asks, is there a game that has sat on your backlog forever that you are ready to finish? Um, um. Well, uh, I have been halfway through... Uh, Paradise Killer since December, <laughs> and uh, God. I yeah. keep meaning to sit down and finish it, and I don't know that I'm ready to, but I would sure love to. Right. Um, because, God, I need to fucking... I feel worse about having a halfway played thing than I do about having not started something. Well, easy, just restart from the beginning, get up halfway through again, ah, and, and then, then it, you'll buy yourself another six months. Or, you know, if you play the first half twice, that's 100%. That's true. That's true. That's math. Yeah, that's math. Wow. Uh, for me, it's Dragon's Dogma. Mm. I was just thinking mm. about this game a lot recently. I forget. I think it was I was talking to Imran about something. Um, I think we were talking on 99 Potions, another fanbite video game podcast you can go listen to. And uh, it came up and I don't know. There was some other stuff going on as well. Maybe E3 conversations kind of just like got me thinking about like a lot of games in my backlog. And there's a ton like my backlog is just disgusting like everybody's is i think who works in this job and most people period who have access to a steam account um but yeah dragon's dogma has been really in the back of my mind recently they put going under in game pass yesterday Mm. um which is good for me because i need to figure out if i want to play that game or if i should just play hades again (laughs) (laughs) because like i've been trying to scratch that itch for a couple of months now yeah. and I haven't found it. Um, and I'm kind of, I rarely replay stuff, but part yeah. of me is like, do I just want to do Hades again? Yeah. So I like <laughs> that one quite a bit. Um, so yeah. I've thought about it. We'll see if going under gives me the scratches that itch for me. Um, Cause I would like to, that game looks really good. Yeah. And the writing from what I, from the little bit I played, the writing was, I think, actually kind of funny. So hopefully, hopefully that does it for me. Yeah. Uh, mine is Invisible Ink. Danielle! It's also FTL. <laughs> I mean, it's also FTL, which I own multiple times. I have both of these games. I've had all these games. It's just like, I have three jobs, y'all, and I train jujitsu, and I've got like five pets. It's never going to happen, but one day it's going to happen. You know what I'm saying? Danielle, shave, like you already you spend 500 hours a week playing Into the Breach. Shave off 40 of that for oh. Invisible Ink in your <laughs> set. That's how you budget it. It is now time. Cozy Groove, and I can only have like a warm-up game, and that's about it in my life. <laughs> like, that's uh, it. You use Cozy bad. Groove to get into your groove before you go uh I do it. Jiu-Jitsu. I do it to get into the groove, just like that 1987 Madonna song that's so good, you know? I get into the groove. I get into the groove. Danielle, you need to play Invisible Ink. I know. It's going to happen one of these decades. All right? Don't worry. It'll be okay. I'll be dead by then. (laughs) (laughs) Listen. I can't guarantee life or death decisions. Wow. I can guarantee that I will always... I was going to start. Danielle yeah. Riendo says, quote, I cannot mm-hmm. guarantee life or death decisions. <laughs> <laughs> really interesting. interesting. Um, if I, if I'm about to die before you play, uh, before I see you play into the breach, not into the breach, Jesus, I, I can see. I was going to say invisible ink. You have to promise to resuscitate me. If I'm choking on a chicken bone or whatever, <laughs> Steven, is, I'm gonna going to resuscitate you either way. I'm going to resuscitate you either way. You okay. don't have to worry Damn. about that. That's that I can promise. I will try. All right. Danielle promises to play Invisible Ink this year. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Guaranteed. We all heard you. Guaranteed. On the tape. Um, well, let's do um, one last question because it's the last question we have. It looks like there are two on here. Are there two on here? Mm. Yeah, it looks like there's two more. Um. Okay, well, one of them is, is okay, just... so this one comes from um, Nike. 
Yeah, that's the, it. The Greek god uh, who asks, yeah. are there more Final Fantasy games than years Pharrell is old? Um, I okay. could not tell you that th- those those numbers are both just like X and Y in my mind. Like they, yeah. like which is greater than which? Like, I don't know. It's an unsolved problem of mathematics. Well, Final Fantasy XY was a really good okay, PlayStation well, 2 game, I think. Wait, right. wait, 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 wait. Is there actually a fucking Final Fantasy XY? No. <laughs> that was me joking right. about Roman numerals. Um, Listen, you could have said yes, and I would have been like, Jesus fucking Christ. And I would have believed you entirely. There so, is a game called Field the Magic XYXX. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was an early 3DS game. Uh, or actually DS yeah, game. Yeah, early DS game by Sega. Uh, um, not a Final Fantasy game. I, I don't know. How old is Pharrell? Like 53? Uh-huh, Pharrell. I, could, I mean, I, I don't know. Listen, I just received 40s. the question. Okay. There are, Pharrell is 48. There are definitely more than 48 Final Fantasy games, if we're counting, like, spin-offs. If spin you count spin-offs, spin-offs yeah. Yeah. Like, Chocobo's Absolutely Mystery Pharrell. Dungeon, Chocobo Race, yeah. Chocobo Tamagotchi, Chocobo mm-hmm. Cooking Simulator, mm-hmm. um, Cooking Mama, Chocobo Edition. All, There's probably one, more Final where Fantasy. Only cook Chocobo. That's where you cook the Chocobo, yeah. Right. Oh, that's fucked up. There are probably more Final Fantasy 13 games than Pharrell is old, so I think that kind of pushes <laughs> it over the top. Yeah, that's that's true. Uh, here's our last real question for today. Tatum asks, if you had a budget, what would Fanbyte Con look like? Um, I, I would suggest the name, this is me, me editorializing. I would suggest the name Facts uh, yeah. for Fanbyte. Uh. Expo or Fanbyte Arcade Expo because a fax isn't anything anymore, so we can just have that. I think um, Tatum also asks, would there be a ball pit? Of course, referencing DashCon, the famously failed Tumblr convention. Oh, all right. So hear me out. Fax 2021 is going to happen mm-hmm. on a nice beach. We're going to have a beach barbecue with lots of vegetarian food. We're going to have lots of beach activities, including beach balls. Maybe not a ball pit, but lots of beach balls and like volleyballs and footballs, all kinds of stuff. And there's also going to be a lovely tent area where people can play multiplayer video games if they so choose. So you can do like outdoorsy activities and indoorsy activities and hang out with your friends and have a really nice time. Also, dogs will be welcome. That sounds pretty good. That's my answer. How big is this tent? It's big. It's like a big old, like the kind they, they rent for weddings. Like so like, this isn't a wedding. This is a, a, mm. a fax. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah, sounds good to me. Yeah, let's do it. Sounds good, right? Um, Any other ideas? Can we get a cat cafe in there? Oh, oh hell yeah. That. There's going to be like a little cat area. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. Cat cafe. You think that would do you think that would conflict with the allowing dogs at the event situation? Not at all. My dogs and kitty and kitties, they like they love each other. They play oh, together. Okay. It's cute. Listen, I could have a fucking cat cafe slash dog area with only my pets. I have a small zoo living at my house right now. So like I can guarantee happy cats and dogs for everyone. Well, that's cool. I want <laughs> To I want it to be indoors, uh, in a an air conditioned space, and um, to have a ton of like Daytona USA machines linked up. Yeah, just like a ton of those all all like linked up together. Um, just like a lot Aww. of Sega arcade machines, basically. Um, and then like um, a bar with no video game themed drinks, like no 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 uh, cute. Yep. Yeah, Sonic the Hedgehog, blue Curacao drinks, just like yeah, no, normal just, adult just gin and just, tonic. Just gin and tonic. That's all you are allowed to drink. Um, and um, what else? Oh, I want like one of those misting stations where like you walk in and they like spray you with like mist, oh. mellow yellow, with mm, mellow like yellow. an industrial fan, yeah. mellow yellow. <laughs> um, because I feel like you that need to make people so stay sick. hydrated. Um, what else? What else? Everybody what else? be very sticky. Um, yeah. I think it would be cool to have the ceiling be a pool so you can like, it's oh, like a glass yeah. bottom pool and you can just like swim and then like watch people playing video games underneath. Oh, uh, I guess that's it makes more great. sense than the thing I was thinking. Of. What were you thinking of? Like an inverted like, gravity keep situation. The water? Oh. Yeah, I was like, how are you going to keep the water in the upside pool down? It's upside pool? down. 
Yeah, I would so at, at, uh, at Fanbyte Con. I would have a like a machine that just prints off money for yeah. me all day long. If I was the king wow. of the universe, sort of. I would just reverse gravity. Um, uh, yeah. The fountain of youth is there, and uh, it makes me immortal and a cool hot vampire. No, but and, there is uh, a chocolate fountain with a bird drinking out of it, and everyone gets very upset that the bird is drinking out of the chocolate fountain. Why though? Let the bird live. The bird I can't live. believe I'm going to say this, but let the bird live. Give it some rice while you're at it. Oh boy. Yeah. God. Oh boy. I'm just trying to think about like what it would take to get eight Daytona USA machines. Um, like how much do you think that would cost? I would guess it would cost around $10,000 to purchase them. Each or for Total. all of them? For how many? Eight. Let me Eight. look this up. Daytona USA machine or because we sale. want like we want the new. We don't want the old. Okay, Daytona, so I so have been. HD. I have woefully underestimated the cost of a Daytona USA <laughs> racing machine. <laughs> How much is it? Uh, well, um, it looks like it's anywhere from thirty-five to ten thousand, thirty-five hundred to ten thousand dollars. American dollars. American dollars. If you go on That's eBay right 10, now, uh, one of them does appear to be ten thousand. This seems to be like the newer one. I just want the old one with like the shitty red seat. You know the one. You know the one. Okay. This, yeah, but it's not an. This HD. one is used. You want it? Not just need to be an HD. This one is thirty five hundred. Um, for like the the normal cabinet with like the red chair with the speakers in the chair, mm. and um. It's from 1994. Why did we spend all that money on the fucking office and could have just bought everybody a Daytona USA machine? machine. Oh, also, I want to have the um, the uh, I want to buy up all those MechWarrior pods that existed Mm -hmm. 20 years ago and reopen it and and reopen that just for the weekend at the con and like. Just for one it's week, super booked. One weekend, it's only. super booked out, and like it's impossible. Like you get into the con, but then like to to get on that, you have to like wait in line for like three hours. But it's so worth it because yeah. you get to go in a mech warrior yeah. pod and and play against other people. So yeah. cool. So cool. BattleTech, bring back BattleTech centers. Yeah. Did y'all have those at your local arcade? And I don't know if this was like a this was like a generational gap. But there used to be these, like, I never could use them because I was too short and they never reached my head. But there used to be these yellow, like, helmets that you would pull over your head. And I think there was, like, an airplane game and a mech game. And you, like, picked which one you wanted to play. Okay. But it was kind of VR. And, like, you put this big thing over your head yes. and it spun around. So, like, you would hold on to it. And then spin your head around and your like whole body around in 360 degrees. And then you would play a, a video game that way. I vaguely remember something like this. I don't know if I ever actually tried it, but they existed at the big fancy arcade that I went to for my birthday a couple of times when I was a kid called mm. Palladium. I'm pretty sure they had that. Did you say one of them was like a hang gliding thing? I think so. I feel so. like that's one Hold that on. I remember. Beachhead 2000 is what. Oh, Beachhead 2000. That's the shooter thing. That's. This, yeah, Vortex Beachhead VR okay. ar- arcade battle game. Yeah, no, I do know. So I'm thinking of something else, but yeah, no, this one is is weird too. It's on Steam now. Probably not as fun without the headset and, and controller and stuff. Yeah. Well. Any other ideas for FanbyteCon for the very real convention that has no budget limitations? What is the A we'll require for? vaccines. We'll require vaccines, yeah, for sure. Oh, for yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yep, you do. Yep. That's kind of my um, my thing. And not just yep. for COVID. You gotta have you gotta yeah. have all your shots. You gotta you have, have a full if you don't list. have your rubella vaccine. You don't have rubella or measles or tetanus. Um, cause there, listen, there is going to be a lot of rusty metal. <laughs> That's just going to be part yeah. of it. There's going to be a, a lot of rusty metal and a lot of feral wildlife. Um, yep. that is how we got the space at a discount. So like, yeah, there are a lot of 
raccoons running around, and there is like a lot of twisted metal, like from the video game Twisted Metal. So you will right. need Sweet Tooth is driving. Sweet through the Tooth entire is there. Center, it the is kind of an issue, but like, oh, we got Sweet Tooth. We got Sweet Tooth. We got Sweet Tooth. Sweet tooth. He is indiscriminately firing missiles <laughs> at uh, at the people there. But you know what? It's still uh, safer than um, statistically safer than uh, than packs. So. That's true. true. Uh, Yeah. Well, why don't we wrap this one up? Uh, Thank you all for listening. And uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, we're at Fanbyte Media. Uh, Stephen is at Stephen Strom. Danielle is at Danielle R.I. Nikki is at God Siwa. I am at Merit K. Our producer, Paul, is at Polly Mayo. And uh, you can go to fanbyte.casa to join our Discord and uh, ask us questions for future episodes. If you liked this episode, please tell your friends about it. Please tell your friends about our show. And uh, do please rate and review us on iTunes. Just click that five stars for us. I've seen you click. I've seen you click your mouse before. You can do it. I'm, I've seen you. I've seen <laughs> you do it before. And just type out "great show." Uh, hey, um, great show. Good job. And just type that out. And easy. You'll feel good about it. I promise. Any parting words? Um. Try to re- play a video game this week. You know, try to play a video game this week. Uh, Nike is a Greek god and has good questions. Thank you. All right. Well, um, until next week, keep dipping those cheese. It's in mellow yellow and keep that <laughs> dial tuned to channel. Activity.